going. Four two three, get fame. That's four two three, get fame. I would tell you to leave a message, but the truth is, I don't really care. I've had this hotline open for months, and not one of you jokers have what it takes to be famous like me. So leave a message if you want, but don't expect a call back. I've got way more important things to do than to waste my time on losers like Mascarita Sagrada and you all. Thank you, and have a nice day. Hey there, folks, and welcome to the season two finale of the Grave Consequences podcast. My name is Caleb Baldwin, and as always, you can follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. That's I am Caleb and then another B. You can follow my co-host, friend, and producer, Greg, at xmaserati. Uh, follow the Social Suplex account at Social Suplex. Um, check out everything here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Search for the Social Suplex Podcast Network wherever you download your podcasts. And as always, check me out every Wednesday night after AEW Dynamite on Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. The recording date is Wednesday. December 8th, but this is going to drop on December 23rd. So as such, we want to wish you guys happy holidays, be it Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, or my personal favorite, Festivus. A happy Festivus for the rest of us. Greg, you are not out of it quite yet. How are you doing tonight, sir? Well, as you know, I hurt my back yesterday, so mm -hmm. I am uh, got the medication I need. I have a herniated disc, and I my friends came over and set up the standing desk that actually hurt my back when I was trying to carry it into the house. So I spent all day yesterday, like about five hours in excruciating pain yeah, uh, before I get to a doctor. Yeah, I went to an urgent care. I'm going to put it on blast Glasgow in uh, Delaware. And I get there and I'm like, yeah, I, I uh, hurt my back. And they're like, all right, we'll schedule it at one. I, I said, you know, this is a walk-in clinic, isn't it? Because uh, I don't have insurance right now because I just switched jobs. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, yeah, but uh, we have to schedule you still, and which like, took all my power in me to not curse her out. Because <laughs> as, I, as I'm saying, like I was in excruciating pain. I was at a seven. Couldn't yeah. walk for uh, the first hour. So, uh, yeah, that was my day mm. yesterday. So not yeah. a good week. So your back pain... Um... It's probably something felt similarly by the likes of the Worldwide Underground and the Lucha Friends and Prince Puma and Rey Mysterio when they realized they had to carry this show. Well, they weren't even, they weren't going to succeed. They did the best they could. Mm. Uh, folks, this is the season two finale, of course, Ultima Lucha Dose Part 3. And I'm just going to come right out and say it. This this was not good, quite frankly. It was pretty. It's it's one of those shows where one bad. Technically, it's two segments because it bleeds into another one. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the start of when Lucha Underground starts making some really bad mm -hmm. booking decisions and just really bad finishes. Like just it, it it started a little bit with Matanza's finisher, but that's not really. That's yeah. a matter of opinion. I it. We just came to the conclusion that the Tour of the Islands isn't a very strong. It's kind of like Mark Henry's uh, World's Greatest Slam or whatever it was. I disagree. I like the World's Strongest Slam. Oh, you do? Well, what about the uh, Wade Barrett uh, Wasteland? 
Yeah, that sucks. Okay, see, I like that one, but it's 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 a move akin to that where very few people are going to think it's a good finish. But now we're getting to the point where uh, they ruined two matches. Well, here's the thing: a finish is one thing, but like so openly and quickly and brazenly going for man on woman violence in a look. I'm just going to say it: no one wants to see a man break a woman's arm. Well, like there's reason. Like go pass. There is a reason in season one when they teased that and the crowd was just so. Um, what's the word here? Um, not offended, but they were very. I don't know. They were. I guess offended would be the right word. Well, it's it's uncomfortable. You don't want to see someone yeah. lay hands on a woman. Yeah. You know, it's Especially not a uh, what's the word here in, in a. It's abusive. It's it's a uh, yeah. yeah, and not not necessarily an abusive fashion, but like a predatory. See people making preemptive strikes on women, you know. Yeah, it's very predatory. Yes. Yeah. All kinds and, of words we can come up with. It. It's just not good. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But before <laughs> we get there, here's the thing: the opening vignette was five minutes long this week, and I get it. You had a whole season to reca- recap, but. Look, this season was only 20, 26 episodes long. Last season was 39, and their opening vignette was like maybe three minutes. Okay? So, that just five minutes of... And I get it, you know, you're thinking, oh, what if I have a first-time viewer? I get that, but five minutes of recap at the start of the show is just... It's a bit much, man. I, I don't... I understand recaps for new fans but at some point you, you gotta jump in the deep end like i the people need to learn how to pick up and like not all the time but you don't always need to hold people's hands like especially yeah. if you're gonna have a fuck finish to two of the matches mm-hmm. you know and i and do you, we need another recap about black lotus i mean the, the audience at the actual arena might yeah you know but because because the temple doesn't have video boards yeah and i i don't I, th- I think I wasn't paying attention because I didn't, you know, we don't need that. We don't need a recap. I think I watched a little bit of it, but I don't know. It, w- it was unnecessary. Like you said, we're in the, we're in the final stage of Ultima Lucha. Uh, just go. Yeah. You know, exactly. Exactly. And by the way, after the, vin- the opening vignette, the first thing we see is Vampiro in Tobias makeup asking Pentagon if he's ready. And then Dr. Vampiro makes Pentagon go into a cave. And then we get this like cheesy version of the, uh, do you remember the, the duel with all the samurai, the guys in the samurai costumes in Batman Begins? Well, here's what I compared it to. Cause I think we're, we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. Uh, first I want to say they, they show Vampiro at the table pouring out his pills. Yeah. Uh, and it and they showed what the prescription was. Arab, Piproxel, I think. I don't know how to say it. But it's an... Yes, yeah, you're saying it better. Uh, It's an antipsychotic that treats schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, depression, Tourette syndrome. Uh, Whoop, whoop, him saying whoop, whoop all times is Tourette. (laughs) And uh, it's also commonly linked to helping with autism. So I think Vamp just went for, like, you know, the fucking kitchen sinks as far as, you know, (laughs) what his doctors are going to prescribe for him. And I guess that's supposed to explain his behavior, but it just means he's a lunatic and 
you know, they're just letting them run wild. It, uh, he's one of those people that thinks that, that thought mental disorders was cool back in the late 90s and early 2000s. And, and guess what? It's not. No. Uh, it's, a, it's a debilitating issue. And, if, you know, I've never liked it when people use that kind of stuff as like, oh, I'm so edgy. And it's just like, no, yeah. you're, you're suffering. <laughs> it's not the same or thing. Or like uh, the I dig crazy chicks thing. Like, oh, no, no, no need to say that, man. Yeah, you you don't know what you're talking about, and if you do, you're yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah. as you were saying, they uh, they go to Dagobah, uh, where Yoda was training uh, Luke, and they go into that swamp where Luke fights the you know Darth Vader that looks like him at the end. Yeah, that's what this was. The the coolest thing though was when when Pentagon went in there, he was wearing neon. Uh, he was wearing those black clothes with the neon like uh, uh, symbols and, and stuff. So it was like he came from like the the mid nineties. <laughs> <laughs> just walked in there into a pitch black uh, cave with evil and he's like oh, you know what I'll wear neon light, glow and glow in the dark attire like that's just that's kind of badass I think kind yeah, of we need, uh, brave. we need a Spanish version of the Saved by the Bell theme song <laughs> oh man but yeah this look it's Pentagon Jr. beating up a bunch of uh, other color variations of himself and it's all very, like, just cheesy, man. And not the right... Like, I don't know. Like, this cheese is fine in, like, mid-season, early season. That's fine. But, like, this is Ultima Lucha, man. It's... I don't see right now. Well, you're you're right. And, uh, and I was telling you uh, on the side while I was watching it, this was something that was... They did this segment before they should have. They should have saved this for later. Based yes. on what happens. Um, or or they should have done the right thing based on you know and when something later happened or pardon me they should have done something else later rather they're basically repackaging pentagon here this is mm-hmm. that they they're they're alluding to it because he's like you need to destroy your old self so they're yeah. gonna repackage him but you really only want to repackage someone when they need it yeah he's like there i i would say he's probably there in this season he was their top baby face because mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Ricochet, Puma's doing his own thing, but he's not really the main eventer, even though no. he is. <laughs> no, Nix is, uh, he's in the trios division. Yeah, so it's, they, they, I don't know, they just made a lot of bad decisions in a row for this, and we'll get to what they all are, but this would have been, this could have saved Pentagon after this in the next season. It, it, they did this way too early. It didn't make any, he didn't need to be repackaged. They already repackaged him. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's wacky. Yeah. By the way, El, Qu- El Conjunto Nuevo rocks us into the temple. And our first match of the night is for the Lucha Underground Trios Championship. We have got the defending champions, the incumbent worldwide underground of Johnny Mundo, Jack Evans, and PJ Black against the Lucha Friends, which is consisted of Ray Phoenix, Drago, and Aerostar. And this match was, this was fun, bro. Like, I'm going to say it right now, and this is no disrespect to Puma or Mysterio. This is the highlight of the show. Oh, you're absolutely right. This was, this was it had something for everything, for everyone. It had flippy stuff. Uh, there was a lot of psychology, a lot. And they were all doing different things. Uh, mm-hmm. Jack Evans was focused on pegging. He kept attacking people's asses with his uh, <laughs> He kept putting his hand together like uh, like he's yeah. praying and just diving into people's asses. But there was also a whole a whole element to the match where they're 
the referee was losing control and when he got control it was always against the baby faces and they were telling yep. the story of like how you know well technically that's the rules and then uh strike rule point out well he's technically not doing it when the when the rudos do it you know so it, it, i actually liked it because it added some more uh i don't want to say drama but it added some more uh obstacles for the baby faces to get through and and yeah I hate to get put the the earworm or the idea in, into a, anyone that could pen, potentially be listening, but because they could abuse the hell of this. I, I know in AAA they had that referee that would always that was a heel referee that can get old. But the whole you know the refs blind, you know the refs in the way. You, people could do it more often, I think, to make yeah. matches a little bit more to help the babyface well, look strong, even if he loses because it's not, not his fault. Not in WWE. But not in why? WWE. <laughs> Everywhere else, yes, you could use to do. You could do it a little bit more. At the same rate that they do countouts or draws in AEW, like very rarely, but you can use it to protect somebody. It's yeah, there. It's in your pocket. Exactly. Exactly. But that means, man, I'm going to give you a comparison here. And you know, I love my baseball. I love, of course, the 2021 Atlanta Braves, your World Series champion, of course, and mm. match. Just like in sports, there are moments when you realize, like, holy shit, this didn't beat us. We're going to win this thing. And when I realized that for the Lucha Friends was when Ray Phoenix takes, like, a million belt shots and a million kicks to the dick, and he still kicks out at two. Yep. he's He was on fire. Yeah. He and was... to a wrestling comparison... Um, go back and uh, watch Johnny Gargano, uh, former NXT talent Johnny Gargano, against Adam Cole, former NXT talent, at uh, TakeOver New York in 2019. And it was just like they told that story of, you know, oh, th this is Johnny's night. Like, you just you can't beat him. They and the best part about this is this is a this was a year long story. Because it started yeah. off with was Jack Evans and PJ Black and Phoenix, yeah. Well, they they take him out of the team, and before and Aerostar and uh, Aerostar and Drago were with who were they put with? Originally? They were they were paired up against Black and Evans. Yeah. Who was their third? Do you remember? What so do I think you mean? it was Aerostar and, and Drago. Didn't they have a trio team? <sighs> In the tournament? Yeah. Or am I, mis am I misremembering that? Uh, I want to say that would have been... Because it wasn't Phoenix. Because they were... Like Dario, exactly. was like, Dario was like, hey, you know, you guys fought last year. We're not doing that now. Um, I want to say it may have been Jack Evans. In fact, I'm fairly confident it was Jack Evans. Yes. So these teams started off mixed match in the beginning of the season and now they separated and they're in there they finally have phoenix as their third the good mm -hmm. the, the technicos and the rudos have johnny mundo as their third so it was like it, this was really a showdown that was shaping up the whole season was like okay let's put the let's actually have the instead of having the people that can't work together on the same team let's actually have the best against the best exactly exactly yeah and that's the thing you remember when uh johnny and the Worldwide Underground became the trio's champions. The only reason that trio existed was because Taya took Phoenix out of that trio. Correct. Yep. Yes. Yes. Um, so we saw a return here 
And I, I didn't even factor this in. Because if you remember his injury, like it happened off screen, they like, or it happened on screen, but you know, there wasn't like really a ride out other than like, Hey, this guy's hurt. So good luck. But of all people to show up, you know, slowly, briskly walking his way down the ring with the assistance of a crutch was Angelico. And he's back and he attacks and he's wailing the crap out of Johnny with his crutch. A couple times, like three times, I think. Yeah. I think he broke one and then used the other one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that crowd is just going wild for this guy. (laughs) Ultimately, you know, we get down to Phoenix and, and Johnny in the ring and Phoenix closes the distance. We get a Phoenix driver and we have new trios champions. So, okay, here's a couple pieces of news here. So that this is our beginning, our sixth reign of trios champions here in the temple. Here's a short history. We had Ivelisse and Helico and son of havoc, the, the inaugural champions. Then we had the disciples of death. They won it at Ultima Lucha Uno. And then earlier on this season, Ivelisse and Helico and son of havoc won those back. They would then go on to lose those in the finals of the trios tournament to Prince Puma, Rey Mysterio and El Dragon Azteca jr who lost those belts to the Worldwide Underground, who just lost them to the Lucha Friends. So, again, sixth reign of the Trios Championship. And not only that, but we have our first ever Triple Crown Champion in Lucha Underground. That that means they would have won the Lucha Underground Championship, the Gift of the Gods Championship, and the Trios Championship. And that honor, of course, goes to Phoenix, of all people. King Phoenix. Yep. El Rey. After that, folks, we had a match nobody asked for when we got El Dragon Azteca Jr. versus Black Lotus. And I'm going to say it. This match was really good. It was. It was was surprisingly well done. The one note I took here was that they didn't know what to do with Black Lotus. Because Dragon Azteca, even though he's newish, he still had enough matches for the fans to get behind him. So the crowd, she was essentially working heel yeah, the whole time. Well, here's the thing. If you really think about it, like Black Lotus, like to this, and I've said it before, but Black Lotus to the, to the believers in the temple, she's just an angry Asian lady. And the bodyguard for uh, Dario. Cause yeah, like they don't watch the, you know, they're not seeing the vignettes, you know, before they see these matches. Mm Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, they go between tapings and maybe they see one vignette here or there. But they're not getting the full story, is the point I'm making. Um, (laughs) But they were very receptive. And, you know, you could say Ray Horace had to do a carry job, but that's not really the case here. Like, Lotus held her own. She didn't do bad. Considering this is the only match I think she's ever had, really. Yeah, Yeah, well, I mean, you know, at least on television, that's confirmed. Exactly, you're right, you're right. But um, that being said, this match was good. There's one line, and I really hate it. And believe it, believe me, this time it was actually Vampiro that said it. But he dropped the equal opportunity ass whooping line, and I hate that. Yeah, it's always it's very like it's one of those like they're telling you quote unquote that this isn't offensive, but it's like are you telling me that or are you telling yourself that? Like, do you believe what you're saying? Or are you just trying to justify it to yourself? 
I think Vampiro is usually, no, he doesn't believe it. And yes, he is trying to tell it to himself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> it's funny because usually it's Stryker that drops that equal opportunity ass whooping line or ass kicker or whatever. It's that cornball line that the that the face announcer has to say when the when the baby face is doing something that a heel normally does. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's the damnedest thing. But El Dragon Azteca is going up to the top to finish the match off when all of a sudden the Pentagon Dark. Pentagon Dark, by the way, folks. That's right. He rebranded. And we gave you the kayfabe reason. The legitimate reason was because El Rey wanted something they could monetize because they didn't own the trademark to Pentagon Jr. Mm-hmm. If, in case you were not aware. Um, <laughs> Pentagon shows up. He's beaten up both competitors. And he breaks the arm of the Black Lotus. And I could hear the channels changing from various households when this happened. Yeah, because he gave the package pile driver to... Uh, La, uh, Azteca. Yeah, and then he does the arm breaker to Black Lotus because he's yeah. they're trying to make him a wild and and I think in the late nineties this would have been fine, you know, because yeah. they were they were beating up women all the time on on attitude uh, in Raw, yeah. but it 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 made look cool and it may seem like oh he's out of control no one can stop him. Again, this is something that should have happened after his match here tonight because of how this match here tonight ends. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, you mentioned he did break the arm of the Black Lotus. He also, he gave the package pile driver to Aztec, but he did break his arm as well. Oh, he did? <clears throat> and by the way, Pentagon Dark cut a promo, and his new name has a got a mixed reaction. Yeah, because they don't, they don't know what the hell he's talking about. I mean, I, I thought it was a great, I think it was probably his best promo, but again, it's so out of why didn't he rebrand before it's like it's like the last it's like the 11th hour it's like oh by the way i'm a new character yeah it's weird. It's like oh are you cool what's different <laughs> yeah like it's like and this is a smaller comparison and this isn't even a complaint but it's like when john cena changed his theme music on the smackdown before he first won the wwe title it's like when you introduce the new music at wrestlemania like i don't i don't get it <laughs> Yeah, it, this is something that is just a miss. This is a multiple missteps yeah. in one night. It just, it frankly, it, it, you know, I think we've already said it. Kind of, it definitely ruined it for me. The whole show. Yeah. Um, Pentagon is holding court when they go to break, and when we come back, Pentagon wants Matanza now. So, what I guess could have been our main event is now going on third. We've got Matanza Cueto defending the Lucha Underground Championship against Pentagon Dark. And the story here is Pentagon is coming at Matanza with such a ferocity that Matanza just can't can't really respond. No, like, it's, it's all Pentagon, and it's because of that repackaging. Yeah. But, you know, it's never a good sign when the, when the match that should have been or could have been the main event is, like, third from the top or moved closer yeah. to the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's dead middle on the card, technically speaking, but, you know, still. It is dead. <laughs> um, and I hated the story year because it just made Vampiro look like an absolute dumbass, which, I mean, he is, but you don't really need to key in on that, I guess mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. Because Pentagon, he hits the, he, does he hit the Pentagon driver? 
I believe. I believe. Oh, I don't remember. It's the Pentagon driver. Yeah, because he's got Matanza down. And you think he's going to go break the arm, but Vampiro stands up from the announce desk and says, no, 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 use this. And he's got a you know barbed wire bat. It's like, why? Like, he's got the match one. He just pin him right now. And he takes his sweet ass time doing it, too. Exactly. Exactly. But anyway, Pentagon goes to grab the bat. And then Dario gets in the ring. Oh, by the way, by the way, real quick. Just an aside. Pentagon not, you know, going for the pin. Do you remember the scene in Austin Powers when Scott Evil is talking to his dad? And he's like, why don't we just shoot him together? Like, we, we've got him right here. Why, why don't we just shoot him? And Dr. Evil's like, no, you don't get it, Scotty. Like, that's yeah. that, that's the energy I get from, from Vampiro being like, no, you got to use this. It's ridiculous. It, it, it's, it makes me not want to root for, I mean, if you're rooting for a Vampiro, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. um, I think this is kind of why Pentagon got, pigeonholed as kind of like a hardcore guy when he went to tna yeah and he's not really a hardcore guy if you really think about it he just kind of got stuck in him and they're like oh you 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 were a disciple of vampiro he's stupid and he does stupid spots you can do the stupid spots you know, you know what i mean like i and i liked hardcore matches i like dcw but yeah you know, it doesn't make you automatically tougher because you do a hardcore match yeah no you're not wrong you're not wrong but anyway like i said dario runs interference and then Pentagon is going to break the arm of Dario, and he's giving up the bat. And by the way, the bat is laying right next to Matanza, for what it's worth. This is painful. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm just going to drop this bat here. I hope he doesn't use it on me. Um, and <laughs> he doesn't break the arm of the proprietor, of course. And he gets hit with the bat, and he takes tour of the islands. And Matanza Cueto is still the Lucha Underground World Champion. Dude, the finish, the crowd reaction to it was just like you could just feel the energy just drain out of the crowd. It was, <laughs> it was the worst booking decision. I mean, like if you don't want Pentagon to win the match, I don't know. I, I it doesn't make sense on any level. If you're trying to promote him and you want to make money off of him with a new name. Have him yeah. win the fucking match and become the champ. Exactly. It makes no sense. Every every decision, like, oh, well, they might have wanted to do this. Well, if you want to do that, don't do the first thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like whoever is was in, in charge of creative here is like, oh, we can't do this happy-go-lucky bullshit. We got to have as much heat as possible. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, it. it's just such a misstep on every level. It makes no sense, and it... It just and, and you gotta keep in mind, like after after this ends, it's not like we got a next we got another match the next week. It's Lucha yeah. Underground goes on the shelf for like a year, <laughs> almost. Right? Well, what's funny is so you mentioned that they actually took like six weeks off between the end of season two and the beginning of season three, but then season three got split in half. So mm. like they did twenty episodes and then they went on as like a six month break, and then did the other twenty. But no, between season two and three, there was like maybe six weeks, oddly enough. But seasons one and two, they were gone for like a year. It's just that's it's a long time because now that's that's a wet fart the audience is going to have in their head for at least six weeks. Yeah, you know that's over a month, and that that's just 
it it just we there's no rhyme or reason for it. There's no justification for this. Uh, and if they were gonna have him get loose, they could have taken all that repackaging and done him for the next season to be like, okay, Pentagon's not gonna be stupid. This this could have been his failure that makes it go, oh, I can't be Pentagon anymore. Exactly. Now it's now it's Pentagon Dark's failure. Yeah. I'm not rooting for this guy. He's an idiot. No, he is. He's an absolute dipshit. He better do something. But after this match, Vampiro was like standing in the ring and Pentagon just basically does does Pentagon shove him or does he just leave him in there? He shoves him. He does shove him. But either way, Pentagon's just done. You can tell he's done. <laughs> and after this, we we've got our uh, women's match of the night. We've got Taya and Ivelisse. This has a lot of build. And I like this match, but you could tell that Taya was just a step ahead. Taya's better wrestler. Uh, yep. She does win, but not for the right reasons. I mean, nope. <laughs> this is another thing where they're trying to push the wrong superstar, I think. I don't. Ivelisse is okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, she's okay. But, like, yeah. who likes her besides a few know. niche fans? Like, I mean, she's just. Uh, obnoxious irritable woman like oh cool you know what i mean like there's nothing cool about her yeah i mean i wouldn't say there's nothing cool about her but i will if we're talking okay that's fine but if we're talking cool factor like i definitely put her as the second second or third coolest woman in this match i'd put her as the third But that being said, um, Taya gets the win because Evie, Evie's got the match won. And then the lights go out, and where the referee was about to count the three, Katrina appears. And Katrina grabs Evie and hits her with, like, a front backpack stunner. Backpack driver, I guess. I don't know what you want to call the thing. Mm-hmm. But either way, Katrina hits Evie with that. At uh, building on the story they've already established from earlier on in this season, from even from the that was from the season premiere actually, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they've had some heat since season one, I believe. Yeah, but actually, yeah, you're right. You're right, man. Taya hits a Northern Lights suplex and then a, a uh, double foot stomp on Evelise, and Taya gets the win. And the lights go out. Katrina shows back up, gives Evelise the lick of death. Yeah, that was the best part of the match. I, you know, I didn't, I don't like how they made Taya, they had to make Taya look weaker than she's looked in any of other matches to make Ivelisse look competent. And I said, and this is my rant, as I said, I wrote down, I was like, Taya was higher up in the card because of the talent she faced and the credible threat they were to her. She fought Cage, right? Yeah. And she took his offense, right? She took it. She didn't just dodge it. Like he didn't become a, a lumbering oaf swinging no. for like god knows what and missing every shot like they did with ivelisse they have to protect ivelisse you can't take any damage from anybody but taya no. takes everything so they had to it i just couldn't buy the match i'm like okay well in kayfabe taya would destroy this girl yeah no you're right you're right um after this we're doing a vignette for our main event and who returned via voiceover but k-dog <laughs> that was great man can't believe I miss K Dog, but I do. <sighs> well, if he took his vamp with him, I would be okay with it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I feel like the the whole Pentagon thing was overbooked because of a certain individual. 
Because like, you think about it, you take Vamp out so, of the picture, do you have so to do all that nonsense? A, when you say certain individual, you mean Vampiro. Yes. Okay. I mean, half of that bullshit is like something Vampiro would think of. Yeah. Yeah. The candle wax and the, the cane. and Dude, in one of the segments showing how he was healing Pentagon's back, he swung the barbed wire bat at Pentagon's face to heal his back. Like, it's just stupid. Yeah. To be fair, it was a kendo stick, but still. Well, I think it was the uh, the barbed wire bat. They showed, like, a close-up of it. Oh, okay, okay. Like Sorry. They, sh- they showed him swinging at his face, and it was like, what the hell? How would that? <laughs> I try to, like... Right, your brain probably was protecting you. Exactly. It was repressing that. Yeah. For sure. What did you think of the back and forth of Rey Mysterio and Prince Puma? Our main event of Ultima Lucha Dos, man. It was a great match. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, like we and you talked, we we don't think the we think the wrong person won. Yeah, Rey Mysterio went over, and he shouldn't have, quite frankly. There was one not botch, but there was one move that Mysterio did a poison rana, an avalanche poison rana from the top rope, and yeah. Puma ac- accidentally landed on his feet, but still sold it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, botches here and there. That's going to happen. I'd rather have a safe botch than an unsafe botch. So exactly. I'm okay with it. It just kind of sucked to get the sell for it. And he did. Yeah. And you wouldn't notice unless you were really paying attention. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But no, this was, I mean, go back and watch it. It's just, it's, it's very good. That's, that's as much as I'm going to say. It's very good. But still, wrong, wrong guy won. Wrong. It's it sucks because I think I would have been more into the match if it had happened before the Pentagon nonsense. That's yeah, just if we sound like our energy is drained, it's because of that match, dude. It's because of the stupid ass like let's rebrand him and then beat him. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's a start and stop push in the same night. Yeah, exactly. This is Hell in a Cell 2012, and Pentagon is Ryback. Like that's <laughs> where we're at. And people may not like the comparison. I don't. I don't care. Go back and watch 2012 WWE. Listen to the reactions he was getting. Ryback was over like Rover. But you know, married to a vision or whatever. Um, we're headed out. Matt Stryker's given us a happy ending. Uh, no, no Deshaun Watson. And <laughs> and all of a sudden. <laughs> Vampiro's taken out by the barbed wire bat by Pentagon. I love it. I love it. This just, this whole thing just seemed like a temper tantrum, and it just, I don't know who thought it was cool, because it just seemed like cornball bullshit to me. Here's the thing, though, dude. It's like, it's a little bit therapeutic, though, because we get to see Pentagon, or yeah, we get to see Pentagon beat up on Vampiro again. You, I, I would agree with you normally, but I, it, the only reason it's not is because I know Penic, I know Vampira wanted to have the last spot on, on the show. Oh my god! Oh. You know what I mean? Like he's okay with taking these barbed wire attacks, yeah, closing the show, because then it's all about him. Yep. That, that's why. Like I mean, if one, like I don't hate Vampira as a person. I don't want him to get hurt. He's older. No. He has injuries, so I don't want him to actually get hurt. Hurt. Yeah. Uh, but he and he also doesn't need to be in the spotlight. He's taking Pentagon shine. No, yeah, you're right. It just 
it we went from creepy sex dungeon scenes with Pentagon and Vampira pouring candle wax on him and hitting him with a barbed wire bat across the face. And now there's some Pentagon sucking the blood out of his forehead after you know doing the barbed wire. So now we're getting now we're getting Vampira's uh, vampire cult vampire cult bullshit that he's talking yeah. about all the time. So this is all screaming Vampiro, and it's all corny bullshit. It's all late '90s edgy shit. I yeah. don't care. It's not cool. It. I've seen. I've seen better. I've seen uh, the. Uh, you met in ECW was Ian and Axel Rotten. I believe they okay. were. I saw their Taipei Taipei death match where they were. <laughs> they had the the tape around their hands and they were putting it in the glass and punching each other. Oof. So I've seen hardcore. This is someone doing a, a weak ass McFoley impression, and I don't care for it. Mm. Ooh, well, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I just, ah, Vampiro gets me in a tizzy. Yeah, that's why I didn't like the lot. Like, you, you think it would be therapeutic, but you're asking the audience to turn on Vampiro, who's been trying to, you know, be cool to the audience. He got all their goodwill from the match he had at the last Lucha, uh, Ultima Lucha, right? Yeah. Uh, he's been in the babyface's corner the whole time. Uh-huh. And even though it's his fault that the babyface lost, he didn't turn on Pentagon, if that makes sense. Yeah. Pentagon's turned on him, as he rightfully should have, but it's just... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I will. There's a certain angle they do in Season 3 that I'm interested in, because Season 3 I kind of checked out, I'm not going to lie to you. So... I am interested to see how they go about doing that whole angle, to be honest with you. It'll be like I'm watching for the first time, because in certain parts I will be. I'll spoil some of it for you later. Don't. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> well, you're on air, but either way. Um, oh, by the way, we're, we're heading out. The show's over. What are you going to rate it? By the way, Pentagon licks the blood off the face of Vampiro. That's smart. That's a, yeah. that's a great way to get hepatitis, by the way, dude. You don't know where Vance been. He's yep. been in vampire sex cults. That's really not a good idea. Yeah, exactly. He has AIDS. Yeah, he's got the he's got the AIDS. <laughs> he's gonna go down the thunder gun water slide now. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, uh, Dario Cueto got arrested, and that's how we close the show. For With what? Dario why Cueto we don't know. A, sorry, Dario Cueto in a red light and roll credits. They didn't say why he was arrested or how, because if they arrested him I for the evidence they already had, murder. But did they? How did they pin it to him? Because I don't, I don't remember him at them ever getting any evidence. I mean, Cisco was wearing a wire, and you could hear him get murdered. Oh yeah, okay, you got me there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I assume that's what it's for. But that being said, folks, that is Ultima Lucha Dose Part Three. That is Season Two of Lucha Underground. I'm sorry we ended on such a downer note, but we're not going to lie to you. That that would be irresponsible. Um, you got to rate that, it. Well, yeah, we're going to grade this show, and I'm going to give it a C. And, buddy, if you take away the Vampiro parts of this, this is like a B-plus episode. And I'm going, I'm going, uh, amending that, C-minus. I'm going C-minus on this. I'm going to go C-minus, too, uh, yeah. as well, just because... I don't want to give it a D because the opening match was incredible. 
Yes. Uh, the Puma and Rey Mysterio match is great. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, Taya and Evie was fine. The even the Lotus and uh, Azteca match was fine. I was very pleased with that. Like it, it's it's this really is a case where one bad segment can ruin a whole night. And it's not even like you put that match in a vacuum. Yeah. And until that finish, that was a really compelling story they were telling. Yes. Like you've got this monster who's just not even been like challenged at all since he got here. And all of a sudden someone's someone's bringing it to him and he doesn't have a response, man. Yeah, he got very little offense throughout the whole match. So it he yeah. did not only did he he stole it. Yeah. It was almost like a distraction roll up. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Uh, another real sports example here, the Iron Bowl, Auburn and Alabama from this year. Auburn came out swinging, damn near won the thing, and then just kind of lost it at the end. That's what happened here. Except Auburn didn't have some coach on the sideline giving a barbed wire bat that his players got hit with later. That didn't happen. Yeah, this Yeah, this was a turd. I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm tempted to give it a D. I'm gonna, you know no. what, I'm going to give it a D. Oh, this guy. Yeah, I'm giving it a D. Yeah. Definitely our, probably our lowest rated, I guess it would depend on what we gave the first part of this Ultima Lucha, but most likely our de- our uh, lowest rated episode of an Ultima Lucha in, in all the five episodes we've done of that. But folks, we thank you for listening and just know, I'm not even doing the Grave Consequences thing. Just if Vampire, if you're ever in a situation and someone tries to give you a barbed wire bat in a fight, just don't even take it. Just, just win the fucking no- match. <laughs> just, just take care of business. Peace.